Nothing but the best. The official drive with Lloyd Paul. Now, amidst uncertain times globally, there has been an increase in the number of South Africans applying for dual citizenship. What are the factors driving this? Let's find out from Micah Emmett, the CEO of CS Global Partners. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Hi, Lloyd. I'm great, thanks. How are you? Great. Thank you for making time for us all the way from Namibia this afternoon. Now, firstly, please explain to our listeners across South Africa, how does dual citizen citizenship actually work? Sure. Well, first of all, I'd actually um, like to wish actually all your listeners a happy Diwali. I know it was Diwali last weekend, um, so I'm hoping the spring this Diwali brings much-needed happiness, success, and prosperity, and maybe a couple of dual citizenships along the way. <laughs> Thank Let's you very much. About, <laughs> Let's talk about dual citizenship. So um, the idea of dual citizenship is really obtaining citizenship from more than one country. As South Africans, um, we are entitled to citizenship as long as we register accordingly. Um, so what we're doing is at CS Global Partners, uh, we're working with individuals, families, business persons to expand or broaden their global footprint. And one of the ways to do this is by obtaining second citizenship. So um, one of the easiest ways that you can do this is through citizenship by investment. And that is when uh, a a country um, offers um, their citizenship, where an individual then invests and makes a contribution to that country and therefore becomes a citizen of that nation. Now, what are the requirements that a South African would have to fulfill to get dual citizenship? Well, um, Really, it's, well, it's twofold. I mean, one side is obviously as a South African and what you would need to do um, in terms of registering with your South African authorities to say that you've applied for a second citizenship. But in terms of um, applying for a second citizenship globally, you know, the world is your oyster. Uh, however, in particular, you know, we work with um, citizenship by investment programs in the Caribbean and the Centre for Nevis citizenship by investment program, the longest running program in the world, is probably one of your sort of best options. It's um, it's a quick process, you know, three months, um, it's a very uh, you know, acceptable investment, um, starting with 150000 US dollars for a family of four. And this is really an investment, a lifetime investment. So your family um, is basically getting citizenship for life. What better insurance policy can you get? Now, personally, what do you feel has led to the recent increase in interest from South Africans into dual citizenship? Well, Lloyd, I think let's let's talk about this on a global scale. Right. With the pandemic, um, many individuals have felt quite disgruntled by um, you know the government and the global response on what's happened, and I think individuals you know are looking for certain factors, a certain security. Um, and in particular, I think things like, you know, safety, um, medical care, um, social and financial security, these are all factors that drive people to look at alternatives. Now, let's talk about the Caribbean, because what makes the Caribbean an attractive option for South Africans? I'd like to holiday there, though. I don't know about staying there, but <laughs> what's very attractive about that for South African people? Well, First of all, um, in terms of uh, applying for a second citizenship, uh, the Caribbean, you know, are the oldest and most trusted programs. Again, I'll reiterate, you know, Centre for Nevis is the oldest program globally. 
um, and very well respected um, you know, internationally. It's also the Dominica Citizenship Investment Program. And this program is particularly interesting because um, it is at a certain investment threshold that is palatable to South African investors. Now, the reason why you would look at um, getting a second citizenship from a country like Dominica, and that's not the Republic, by the way, that's the Commonwealth, is because it provides a number of, of um, benefits. One of the biggest benefits is, of course, mobility. So becoming a Dominican, a Dominican citizen, you're able to travel to more than 75% of the countries around the world. That includes the UK and Europe, China, for example, which means you have um, better access in terms of business accessibility, education accessibility. So those are a couple of things. Then also Dominica, um, it uses the Eastern Caribbean dollar. That is pegged to the US dollar. It's been pegged since 1977. So you've got um, foreign exchange stability. Very important if you're doing business globally. Uh, Dominica is part of the Commonwealth um, of Nations, so you've got those relationships. It's an English-speaking country, it's got a 96% um, literacy rate, and you know, to be quite honest, it is really um, the Garden of Eden. It's the most beautiful place you've ever been to, fresh air, no traffic jams, um, and lots of eco-resorts for people to go on holiday to. Now, um, you know what, what about some of those other popular regions or countries for South Africans? Um, what, are, what are some of the, the big ones on the list? Sure. So I think we've got to uh, separate citizenship by investment versus residence by investment. Um, there are a number of residence by investment programs that I think South Africans are uh, quite a fair with. Um, you know, the European options, Australia, New Zealand. But what I need to sort of say to the listeners today is that with the residence program, there's a journey. It usually takes five to seven years before you qualify for citizenship. And these rules can change. While you're doing this time being a resident, rules can change. The conditions may require you to learn the language or whatever else may happen. So what I find um, important for our listeners to, uh, well, for people to understand is that citizenship by investment is an immediate step and there's a security in obtaining the citizenship um, from the get-go. Now, at the moment, there are about 12 countries in the world that offer a, citizen, a direct citizenship by investment program. As I mentioned, um, I mentioned sort of two countries in, in the Caribbean. There also there's Malta, uh, but at a much higher investment threshold um, and there's sort of a couple of other countries in, um, in, in Asia. Not as interesting, and interestingly enough, you know, the Financial Times uh, through PWM did, a, did uh, an assessment. They've got an index called the CDI Index, um, and they voted the Caribbean um, Citizenship by Investment Program the best option globally. And finally, any closing uh, comments from you in terms of uh, dual citizenship to all our people that are listening across the nation this afternoon? Well, I think a couple of things. I think let's, let's not talk about not being South African. I think let's talk about expanding horizons, being global. And this is really what um, second citizenship um, allows you. You know, we want to, uh, what I want to you know, really say to the listeners is you're looking at hedging risks. As um, smart business people, you know, you've got to weigh up the opportunity cost of not getting a second citizenship versus being able to open yourself up to a whole global platform. 
So at CS Global Partners, you know, um, we've been working over 10 years with investors and business persons around the world and certainly you know, be open to sort of having a conversation about making that step and being a global citizen. Mike Emma, the CEO of CS Global Partners. Thank you very much for informing us. Very interesting this afternoon. And uh, thanks for chatting and thanks for your time as well. And God bless you and stay safe. Pleasure. You too. All the best to you and your listeners. Thanks so much. Sorry. Great stuff. Cheers. God bless. Lotus FM. Yeah. Yeah. Share the experience. Yeah.